Let's all stand together tonight. Brother David Epps, you come. Uh, Brother Epps, uh, no stranger to us. We're glad to have him preach for us tonight. He called some time ago, says he's been coming through the area, Gulf Coast Prison Ministries. I appreciate what he does for the Lord. Matter of fact, um, he and uh, Brother Russell both here tonight, Brother Russell Chaplin up in Mountain City, of course, a member of the church here, and uh, good to have uh, tonight Brother Epps with us. You give me your attention tonight, and uh, be sure to get something from the Word of God. Preacher, joy to have you. Thank you. Thank you, preacher. All right. How y'all doing? (laughs) Second Samuel chapter 15, and I'm going to read a few verses in chapter 16 and see what the Lord uh, do for us. Um, I'm a a little little nervous. I get um, nervous. I get to stutter. And so if I stutter, pray for me. If you stutter and I don't get offended because of my stuttering, I just get too nervous here. As I get older, it's uh, affecting me more. Uh, Y'all familiar with uh, Mel Tillis? The country singer... Uh, the older, older for young young people, you probably, you know, he 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 stuttered real bad. But when he sang, he didn't stutter. And uh, him and his friend uh, Duda, they went fishing one day, and uh, Mel said, "Duda, this boat, this boat, it's, uh, it's too too little to stand up in." Don't stand it. If you stand it, it turn over. So they they went they went fishing and uh, old dude I, he 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 snagged a big fish and he got excited and forgot what Mel told him and stood up and and the, the boat turned over and dude I drowned <laughs> and Mel said oh oh my my, my how am I going to tell dude I's Wife that dude was dead. Went, went to her house and she come to the door and she said, uh, "What's wrong, man?" He said, "Me and uh, me and uh, dude, we went um, fishing fishing in a boat." She said, "Calm down, Mel. Sing it to me." Guess who drowned the lake today? Do dog. <laughs> well, hallelujah. Anyway, I heard Billy Kelly tell that years ago, and somebody reminded me of that. I thought that was funny. Y'all thought I had a stroke or something, didn't you? <laughs> anyway, so much of that. That'd probably be all you get out of this. Second time. <laughs> I appreciate the preacher letting me hobo by, whatever you want to call it. And uh, you, you feel like a bum sometimes just hoboing around, but I've got over the shame. Second <laughs> Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. It said, It came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man had a controversy, he came to the king for judgment. Then Absalom called unto him and said, uh, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, O that I were made judge in the land that Every man which have any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him uh, obedience, I can't or say that word, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. You look over and Chapter 16, for time's sake, there's a lot of ground to cover there. I can't read it all, but 
Let me give you this thought. This is an old message and a new gun. That's all I can tell you. You probably heard people preach from this, but it's a, I thought it would be a good thought. Chapter 16, verse 1, it said, When David was a little past the top of the hill, behold, Ziba, or Ziba, or however you want to pronounce the man's name, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of asses saddled upon them, 200 loaves of bread and 100 bunches of raisins and 100 summer fruits and a bottle of wine. And the king said unto Ziba, he said, What meanest thou by these? And Ziba said, The asses be for the king's household to ride on, and the bread and the summer fruit for the young man to eat, and the wine that such as be fain in the wilderness and may drink. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for the day. Uh, Lord, uh, the, this dear brother trusted us and allowed us to stand here tonight. We know, Lord, that uh, it's just uh, your kindness through him to somebody like me. And I appreciate it. I pray you'd uh, help me tonight with these thoughts and give me liberty and the Holy Ghost. Uh, preach. Help me, uh, Lord, uh, be a help to your people. Pleasing to thee. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, If if you're familiar with your Bible, you know that, uh, and and I I don't even have no intentions of beating up David any more than he's been beat up, but uh, a lot of these things that's happened to David is a result of David's sin. Uh, You know, when he stole Uriah the Hittite's wife, Bathsheba, and uh, all that transpired there, and then uh, uh, he even had a man murdered. Uh, her husband having him murdered to cover, and he got some other people killed in the process. So he really got in bad shape. And then uh, uh, the Bible said that the Lord told Nathan to go to David, and he went to him, and he uh, rebuked David for what he'd done, and God forgave David. But God said, uh, "You'll pay fourfold, and the sword will not depart from thy house all the days of thy life." And we know Absalom here. We know Absalom murdered Amnon. Amnon raped Tamar, and just a terrible situation. And here, uh, uh, where Absalom is uh, trying to overthrow David's kingdom, even to the point that he was willing to probably kill his own father. Amen. That's pretty low right there. Amen. Uh, so you, if you read, you see where David's, uh, here David's running from Absalom. Absalom trying to overthrow the king. You see David, if you study this out, you'll see where David is uh, running towards the wilderness. And uh, his heart's been broken. He's weeping. Uh, one place it said his head was covered and he was barefooted. And uh, you'll see in verse 32 of chapter 16, I believe it is, where he passed by the place where he used to worship. And going through this difficult time, he may have thought in his mind, will I ever be able to worship again? Will I ever be able to shout and praise God and, and rejoice uh, here? Uh, I want to preach just a few minutes tonight. It said, uh, verse six, uh, chapter 16, verse 1, it said, when David was just uh, was a, a little past the top of the hill. I want to preach on that just a few minutes tonight, on just past the top of the hill. Amen. I mean, here tonight, you and I, if, you, if you've been saved very long, we know that this is not a Joel Osteen Christianity way. Amen. Every day's not payday. Every day's not Friday. Everything's not going to be peachy. Amen. Sometimes life gets almost unbearable. Amen. And here we see... Uh, uh, when you see this, when David was a little past the top of the hill, uh, first of all, tonight as a Christian, there's some hills sometimes that we must climb that we just do not have to uh, climb. And sometimes we have to press on. Sometimes they're real steep and sometimes they're very rough and dangerous. I, there's a hill of defeat. I've been saved for 40 plus years. Uh, amen. And I know I've experienced uh, uh, defeat along the way, but I. I've not lost everybody, amen. I'm glad it's not always been a a struggle. Sometimes we have the victory, but sometimes we experience the defeat. Hey, sometimes you get very discouraged, amen, uh, along the way, even in a good church. uh, That's going forward, uh, amen. Sometimes life's very discouraging. Uh, Sometimes that discouragement can cause despair and it can cause depression. Depression's real. Amen. That's right. Depression's real. I, I, you said, preacher, you ever been depressed? I ain't today. 
Hallelujah. Amen. But tomorrow's Monday. Don't ask me on Monday. I, I hate Mondays. Amen. You're not a good preacher if you don't hate Monday. Amen. I, hallelujah. Amen. But truth of the matter is, I, sometimes life's depressing. I had a little experience here a few years ago uh, going through some uh, difficulty and had, uh, I guess it was what they call an anxiety attack. I never experienced something like that where you feel like you're coming apart. Don't look at me. I'm not crazy. Amen. I, I, I'm just telling you, you know, the last person you want to be around when you're having a little problem and you're not, your heart rate went crazy, my blood pressure jumped up, I turned red, uh, uh, and my veins started bulging out. My wife, you know, the last person you want around when you're, uh, uh, is my wife when you have something like that happen. Amen. You can get a freckle out of place. You'll have you having terminal cancer for the days of eight. Amen. I mean, I mean, uh, amen. She, she'll make you worry. Amen. I, I, and my dad, you know, he had a stroke when he's 52. But, and she said, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. So the next thing I know, she's got me thinking I'm going to be slobbering out the side of my face and dragging my leg along. Hey, I mean, uh, amen. So before the day's over, I end up to the emergency room. Amen. And you know, when you're in that kind of condition, you're not, uh, really, you're not very spiritual. I'm going to do it right here. Amen, you know. And, and if you're in the medical profession, don't get offended. But boy, they, they ask a lot of questions. You just really don't feel like answering. They said, Mr. Epps, from 1 to 10, just how bad you feel. I said, I feel bad enough to come up here at this hole. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, and there we were. You know, I was off to the wrong, on the wrong foot. Amen. And then she said, Mr. Epps, have you ever thought about suicide? And you know, you start to tell them lying. I said, have you? <laughs> amen. Amen. You know, anybody 60-some years old ain't had that crazy thought run through their head. Hey, hey, I, that don't mean you have a chemical imbalance. I've been out of balance all my life. Last thing I needed was more dope. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's right. That, on the street, we called them downers. They call them antidepressants now. <laughs> Amen. One of them's legal and the other ain't. That's the only difference between, hey, uh, I may have the wrong message here, but they're too far into it. Hey, uh, I mean, there sometimes that some of you need to grin. That'll help you. I'll tell you, Will. Hey, sometimes, you know, like depression is real. Dark clouds roll in. You don't have to have a reason. They just show up one day. And sometimes they're hard to shake. Sometimes they're hard to get out from under. But uh, just past the top of the hill, Amen. If you just keep a plugging, hey, there's some help. You just keep a plugging. Every day's not a dark day. Every day's not a day of defeat. Hey, there's some help if we just keep a going. Hey, I mean, sometimes, uh, uh, amen, there's a hill of disease. Amen. We get sick. Amen. You say, I've never been sick. Hang around. <laughs> amen. It'll happen to you sooner or later. I don't know many people that check out in good health. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes, you know, I, 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 even death, I don't look forward to that, do you? I've heard folks say, I ain't afraid to die. I say, how you know? You, how you know you ain't tried that yet? Amen. You know, we say, I, I, I know where I'm going. I'm not very worried about where I'm going. It's getting to the river. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to hold on to every root and every tree limb I can get. You go out and drag me off in that mess. Hey, I, I, I know I'm going now, but I ain't getting on the first boatload today. Amen. I mean, there's some hills to climb. There's a, hey, not just some hills, but you'll see there's some help waiting to comfort us. He said, just past the top of the hill, uh, uh, behold, Ziba, or Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him. If you study, and you know this tonight, old Ziba is a type of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Over, I think in one place where David said to, uh, to Ziba, he said, Is there in the house of Saul that I might show my kindness to for uh, Jonathan's sake? And old Ziba said, Yeah, there's a boy called Mephibosheth. He lives down in Lodibar. He's lame in the feet, from a, in both feet from a fall. Uh, a nurse, a woman had dropped him. Uh, amen. Uh, hey, when you got, uh, when you were born in this world, you were crippled in your feet spiritually. Uh, somebody else dropped us. Uh, Adam dropped the ball. Uh, and when he dropped us, we all went to the bottom, uh, unable on our own to get to the king's house. Uh, amen. He said he's down there in Lodibar. Uh, that's a place of barrenness. Uh, that's a place of no bread, no refreshment. Uh, that's where sinners are at. Amen. Uh, and David said to Ziba, go fetch him. Uh, hallelujah. I'm glad 40 plus years ago, uh, God Almighty sent the Holy Ghost uh, down there after me. Uh, I couldn't get to the king's house, uh, but he came and tied me all the way there. Thank God Almighty. I'm 
glad I'm saved tonight. Amen. I, 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 amen. I get excited every time I think about when God saved me. Amen. I've been thinking about going to join the church of God. I can get saved again. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I mean, hey, I mean, it was a wonderful experience. Hey, he don't just come and fetch you. Amen. Amen. But he wants to help you. Amen. He just may be the next step you take is where the help's at. Amen. I, I, I know this is all, uh, every Baptist knows these thoughts here because most Baptists know everything. Just ask them. They'll tell you. Hallelujah. Hey, there's some help waiting just past the top of the hill. Amen. And not just some help, but there's some hopes waiting on us. Hey, there's a hope of transportation. He said here, uh, in uh, I think it is in uh, uh, verse 1 there, uh, uh, he said that there's, uh, uh, there's uh, uh, some, uh, with a couple of asses saddled. Uh, when you speak of these donkeys, it speaks about grace. Uh, uh, hey, when he came and got us, we got saved by grace. Uh, we couldn't get to God uh, if we wanted to. He had to come and get us. Uh, he had to show us the way. Uh, he had to take us to the king's house. Hey, and listen, neighbor, uh, I'm still riding on grace. Uh, hey, I'm not working my way in. I'm not wringing my hand about making it. Uh, I know I'm on my way because uh, grace, uh, everything God does, does is by his grace. Amen. I feel sorry for these folks trying to work their way in. I feel sorry for these folks who think they can lose something. They, uh, Amen. They wasn't even looking for it till God came and shined the light on them. Hallelujah. Eh? And there's a lot of saved people in them places. They just dumb. Hallelujah. Amen. How That didn't go over too good, did it? Stupid. Let me use that word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For hanging around a place like that. Amen. Wouldn't you? Don't you thank God tonight that you've got enough sense to know uh, that God's taking care of you? And I shouldn't have said it that mean. That was a little mean. That was not a tender moment I had right there. Hey, hey. I mean, we we got some transportation waiting on us. Something to help us. Amen. There's a lot of folks in churches like this might even be thinking about quitting. Hey, tomorrow may be the best day of your life. Amen. Uh, what you need to help you. Amen. It may be just waiting right over the next hill, right around the next curve. Uh, uh, God wants us to keep pressing on. Uh, hey, it's no time to quit. We're just about home now. Hey, there's, uh, there's not just a hope of transportation, but there's a hope of celebration. He said here, uh, he said uh, uh, there was some ashes out upon them, 200 loaves of bread and, and 100 bunches of raisin and 100 summer fruit and a bottle of wine. Uh, hey, God's got what we need to help us celebrate. Now, I tell you, sometime when I get to church on Sunday morning, uh, amen, sometimes I, I'm pressing, I'm pushing, I, I'm not doing too good, amen, uh, but there's something waiting. You ever feel like that, not even feel like going, uh, but the Holy Ghost uh, that saved got you saved, uh, amen, he's inside you. Uh, He's causing you to press on. You're thinking, hey, you might even be one if you even saved. You ever got like that? Hey, I never did doubt it till I got it. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I'm trying to preach. I, hey, man, y'all ain't helping me much. Hallelujah. Hey, I, I'm telling you, God's got something for us. Uh, amen. They get to singing them old songs. Uh, something gets a stirring on the inside. Uh, forget about your troubles and your sorrows. Uh, next thing you know, you're ready uh, and fired up to go again. Hey, just keep a plugging. Uh, God's got what we need. Hey, he'll help us. Amen. Uh, there's a hope of celebration. Hey, there's a hope of inspiration. It was a bottle of wine. There. It speaks about joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. I don't always have joy like I ought to. Worst thing you can do before you come to church is watch Fox News. By the way, they're not conservative. They're Catholics. They wouldn't know straight down if they fell out of a tree. Amen. Just a bunch of folks with the gift of gab. Amen. Like to stir up stink all the time. Amen. It'll take the joy out of your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, my wife said, you ought, uh, Amen. She'll turn that on and tell me I ought not listen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because I get to ranting and raving and, 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 uh, and all that poison starts coming out. I know you don't have no trouble with that. Amen. I can tell by looking at you. I get to gripping and complaining about stuff. The other day I was around this fellow, and I don't know if this will fit here or not, but nothing else is working. Let's try this. Hey. 
I know this fellow, you can mention Jesus to him, he's a preacher friend of mine, and tears, tears are run down his face like a, like a spigot. Been saved for years. I mean, just, just like he got saved, just weep like a baby. I said the other day, I was around him, I said, Lord, I want that. And then I went home. I was thinking, how come I can't, don't have that? And, and you, some of you preachers might have Layman Strauss's book on the, uh, the, the mysteries and, uh, and, uh, and the, about the seven churches out in Revelation. I was reading his thoughts on the, on the, on the, on the, the church of Ephesus. And uh, he named all these things about it. And he said, I have somewhat against you because you've left your first love. And the Holy Ghost said, right there's why you don't reap like that no more. That's why you don't have the joy of the Lord. You've left your first love. It's not nothing to brag about. I'm sure not bragging about it. I wish I could get back to it. I mean, I want to get back to where I couldn't hardly wait to get to church. When I first got saved, I got saved 40 a little over 40 years ago, Fairview Bible Baptist Church on a Sunday morning, just an old long-haired dope head, a hippie, uh, amen, a pair of bell-bottom bitches and patches on them. Can you see me now? A T-shirt with a peace sign on it. Amen. With sandals. Amen. And needle tracks in my arm and smell of whiskey and beer on my breath. Staggered in that church. I, I think that morning God to, said to the Holy Ghost, Go fetch him. <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, I didn't know he was coming to get me. I couldn't get there, but he came and got me that day. Boy, you know, you remember when you first, you first love your honeymoon with the Lord? You remember your honeymoon with your wife? We used to go around the side of the car and open the door. And now, hey, man, I mean, you're blowing the horn, dragging one of her legs down the road. <laughs> Saying, get in. <laughs> Don't you love me no more? I told you once I did. If I get changed my mind, I'll tell you. That kind of, sometimes we treat the Lord like that. You remember when you first got saved? Amen. I'd back out of my parking driveway squealing rubber. I'd pull in the church parking lot squealing rubber. Didn't have nothing but a pair of tennis shoes. The bank just repossessed my car. Hey, I'm talking about being excited about going to church. I'd go down there 45 minutes early if I didn't do nothing else. I went out back and smoked with a deacon. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about excited. Excited to be there. Oh, you could mention his name. It would, it would cause the tears to flow. I didn't know how to rightly divide. That church believed you could lose it. And believed you could, uh, some of them believed you could uh, save forever. Some believed you could lose it. I, I didn't know I saved forever. I didn't understand all that. I just knew something happened on the inside of me. Changed my life. Wow, bless the Lord. I, hey, hey, the joy of the Lord. Oh, we got our doctrine right. Amen. We're doctrinally straight. We're disciplined straight. We're doing the work. We're steadfast in our work, but our devotion, our love affair, mine, let me say my love affair to the Lord is not like it has been. And then he said, remember from whence thou hast fallen and repent. And then he wants us to return. And I've been asking him the last few days, Lord, how did I get back there? And when I got saved, Charlie, I was... Uh, probably have five, ten bucks at the most and somebody probably give me that. No car, just a bum. Freeloading off my grandparents, just a 20, almost 24-year-old, just a bum. That's what dope and alcohol do to you. Make a bum out of you. Now we got a car, two cars. Amen. We got a place to live. Got plenty of clothes. We got some money in my pocket. Amen. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes we let that stuff, yep. these stuff, stuff. Yep. Nothing wrong with stuff. Amen. We, we, but sometimes we let things, things, things. There ain't nothing wrong with things. Ain't nothing wrong with a fishing boat, a bass boat. I mean, nothing wrong with it. I never have understood why anybody paid $28,000 for a boat to catch a fish that long. I, I, when you can buy all you can eat at Captain D's for four ninety five, dollars it, it don't make no sense to me. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. But sometimes, I'm not being ugly. I'm not against them. I'm trying to make a point here. Sometimes, you know, when we didn't have nothing, when he came and got some of us, some of y'all might have already been all right financially, but some of us, I mean, buddy, we was on the bottom. We had the joy of the Lord. <laughs> I really believe that preacher. I really believe when he said the Lord's coming any day, I, I said, oh, come on and get me. I, I really believe that with all my heart. You didn't have to sing three sad songs by the Durack Quartet, son. When I got saved, when I got sin in my life, I'd pull in the church parking lot weeping because I'd grieve the Holy Ghost and I'd go in there and get on the altar. I just needed the joy. I needed that. I got to have that. We give it away for nothing. Well, that's not popular preaching. I know I got on it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Am I making any sense? When are you going to need this joy or this wine? On the day of Pentecost, uh, when the Holy Ghost came and rushing mighty wind, they thought them folks was drunk. When was the last time anybody thought you was drunk in the Holy Ghost? I'm not talking about some nonsense. I'm talking about Baptists filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. When's anybody at Thought you act kind of strange. Amen. Because you had the joy. The real joy of the Holy Ghost. I know some of you probably do. I'm asking my own self these questions. I'm, I've been struggling lately. I know the doctrines of the Bible. I try to live right, son. But uh, something's happened to me over there. I'm just... Don't have that tenderness. Just the mechanics, the mechanics, mechanics of the thing. We're not careful. We'll have dead Orthodox religion like anybody else. When are you going to need this wine? Well, when you're faint in the wilderness, it said there in verse 2, he said there in the latter part, and David asked, what meanest thou? And he said, these things are for such as faint in the wilderness. Sometimes life gets dry and desert-like, even as a preacher trying to serve the Lord. And, and I'm not whining. I mean, it's an honor. It's not a, it's not a dread. I, I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I can't imagine it, but sometimes it's going and doing and trying to uh, take care of loose ends and Pay your bills sometime, it gets pretty dry. Amen. Preaching prison. It's not like this in these prisons. I, I tell you, Brother Charlie, there, uh, them folks up there at that prison, they, uh, I mean, uh, he, he's the man up there. Uh, you got to probably a better man in the prison work than I'll ever be. They, they respect him, that whole place. But I tell you what, it's tough plowing up there. It's not like this every day. And I, I know he don't complain like I do, but amen, I get to complaining a lot. I know you don't. Amen. I was complaining the other day and murmuring about, I don't have no real problems compared to real problems. I'm going to use you because nobody else is listening. <laughs> and I like that tie. I don't know where you got that. Louis Farrakhan maybe. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. <laughs> don't, don't wear bow ties in case you didn't get that. Hey, hey, where was I at before I messed that up? Amen. And then I wonder why I'm dried up. <laughs> I was complaining, and I was at Hardy's getting me and my wife a biscuit. And I got in my car, and this woman come by with this severely mentally challenged, handicapped, grown woman. That her mind was gone. Her face terribly disfigured. And this lady had to pick her up. I mean, I'm talking about a good-sized woman picking up another one and set her in, put her in this van. And I waited because I didn't want to hurry her, and she thought she was uh, hindering me from backing out, and the lady turned. She couldn't talk plain, and, and she, she just mumbled, and boy, the Holy Ghost said, you need to shut your mouth about complaining. The reason you're so dried up, David, is you're murmuring. You don't have no real problems. That woman has a problem. She gets up in the morning. If she gets any sleep, she goes to bed with that heavy burden. Mine will pass, but that lady will have that burden in years. Well, 
Preacher, you're helping us. Wilderness. Sometimes it's our own fault we dry up. When you're, in the wilderness, when you're facing the hostility of the enemy there in chapter 16, verse 5 through 10 here, uh, this man, uh, Shimei, he came cursing, cussing David and throwing dust and rocks at him. Amen. Uh, I tell you what, you'll need the joy of the Lord then. Amen. I don't do too good with that cussing me. Amen. And I sure don't do too good with rock throwing. Now, I ain't had that happen to me since I've been saved, but when I was lost, I knew how to deal with that. But you can't, we're not, this is a spiritual thing. Amen. Now, when I was lost, I've been shot with a shotgun. I've been cut open, my intestines left my hands, and I've been beat with log and chains left for dead. That happened at the last church I pastored. That, that was a tough, <laughs> tough, tough fight. That did happen, but it wasn't in church. <laughs> what did you do when you was lost? Uh, when I got over what they did, I'd go get me a shotgun. Right. And I'd see if they wanted to try that again. But you can't deal with stuff like that. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk of wine when you say, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking right. to yourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual singing, making it high as unto the Lord. He's talking about being not drunk with wine, be not controlled, be not, but be controlled by the Holy Ghost. When that starts happening to your neighbor, you'll need the Holy Ghost to interfere with you. When folks get to cussing you, and David said here he didn't blame the devil. A lot of folks blame the devil for everything. And I know he is a rascal. Amen. They'll say, you know, this guy was going down the highway the other day, had four slick tires, and none of them the same size, brakes bad in his car. Hey Amen. Uh, hey the tie rod ends wore out, and he was drunk, doped up, and, and uh, the devil killed him. No, he's just stupid. That, that, that's what happened to a guy like that. Hey Amen. Hey <laughs> well, that didn't help nobody. Hey Amen. But I'm telling you, that's crazy, ain't it? Hey Amen. You know, my, my, most of my misery is self inflicted. If you get up every day and shoot yourself in the foot, don't complain about limping. Amen. That, that's what we do a lot of times. Hey, he said the, the Lord let him do this, leave him alone. That one fellow said, I'll go cut his head off. Amen. That's the kind of deacon you need. <laughs> Amen. When somebody's messing with you. Amen. Hey, when you're, when you're facing the hostility. Hey, when you're fighting in the heat of the battle, that's the same story. This man cussing and throwing rocks at David there in verse uh, uh, 14, David and the people went right there in the middle of that fight and refreshed themselves. Refreshed themselves. Because, you know, if you're doing what you're doing and you're getting cussed and, and folks are uh, slandering you and you're doing it and they're cussing you and talking about you about the right thing, you can refresh yourself in it. Uh, amen. Because the, the Lord's allowed it and it's for the right cause. Sometimes when folks are giving me a hard time and accuse me of something, a lot of times it's been true, some of it. Amen. Don't, don't look at me. Ain't nobody in here doing my, I'm just talking about it. Amen. That's why we get mad. And that's why, am I doing any good here, y'all? I know some of you wish you hadn't come. We're about done. And don't get mad and quit coming. I'm not a permanent fixture. I'm just passing through. But, amen. I'm talking about, you know we want to quit, but just pass the top of the air. You ever feel like quitting? You know, the next very step we take may be we may leave this world and step on the street of gold. Amen. Amen. No time to quit. Hey, 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 when you're fighting in the heat of battle, when you fall and pray to the world, over there in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, a certain lawyer stood up and, and, and tempted him, said, Lord, uh, what good things must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, what's written in the law? How readest thou? He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. He said, you've answered right, this do and thou shalt live, but he willing to justify himself, said, who is my neighbor? Jesus said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment, whom did depart, leaving him half dead. By chance there came a priest that way when he saw him, passed by on the other side, likewise a Levite, when he come to the place, looked on him, passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, had compassion on him, went to him, bound up his wound, poured in oil and wine, set him on his own beast, took him to an inn, took care of him, and on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, gave them to the whole, said, take care of him. He said, whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I'll repay thee, which now these three thinkers would neighbor him, fell among thieves. He that showed mercy on him, he said, go and do thou likewise. Hey, hey there's some folks, neighbor, that say 
unsaved people that's just got caught up in the world and they fail, amen, it's our job to go find them, put a little oil and wine, bound up their hurt and pain, bring them back to the house of God. Hey, I'm telling you, neighbor, we need the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I doing any good here? Boy, I wrestle with this. You think this is bad? I had a real bad one. Y'all thank God I got this and eight. Hey, amen. I, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of folks that saved, that's uh, got out of the will of God. You know, the Holy Ghost didn't just come at when I, and got me when I was lost. But since I've been saved, I remember one time, I hadn't been saved long, not too long, didn't know nothing about the Bible, had the joy of the Lord just enjoying God, you know, and and, uh, and I, I'm not, I, I not told this. This happened 40 years ago. It didn't happen today. Some of y'all have done worse today, so don't look at me. Hey, I, I, I thought, boy, you know, I saved. And before I got saved, I was bad for I have a temper problem. I still struggle with the temper. Uh, amen. And, and uh, there is some righteous indignation, and then there's some wrong indignation. Amen. You understand what I mean? Uh, I really, and, and uh, I get angry, you know, this uh, this uh, sodomite movement, and if that don't stir up some kind of righteous indignation in you, you're a wimp. Yeah. Amen. But you know, there's some things that, and thank God I'm saved. Amen. Sometimes I see that mess on there, I feel like dressing up like Rambo. Amen. Uh, and just ta 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 But you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> that didn't help nobody, did it? Amen. <laughs> May like you make a lot of boasts sometimes about. You see somebody else that's messed up, and you say, boy, I'd never, I'd never, I'd never let that happen. And you think, boy, when you first get saved, you make a lot of dumb. As a baby, you know, babies say a lot of, I got two grandsons. One of them's almost six. One of them's 21 months. We don't whip them at my house. They may die in an electric chair, but I ain't a whooping them, boy. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But uh, you know my grandson that's about six, he says a lot of things, and they're funny, but they wouldn't be funny if he was 26. So you overlook them. You overlook them because of his age. And, and I was a baby in the Lord, and this guy made me mad. I might have told this here before. <clears throat> I worked on the job. This guy kept aggravating me and aggravating me. I'm talking about that fellow that fell among thieves. He fell among thieves. It didn't seem like he meant to. He fell going in the wrong direction, and he fell. Amen. Aren't you glad you saved forever? This old boy kept on aggravating me on the job and just pushing me and pushing me. Say, you got Christian, are you? A Christian, you got converted, are you? And just on and on. And, and uh, he, he used some cuss breaking fun. and Kind of like Simon Peter when that guy came over, Simon cut his ear off with a sword. Simon meant well, but he went about it wrong. I meant well that day, but <laughs> and that guy used cussed me, and I wish I could say before I noted, it, but I knew somebody's on the inside said, "Go walk off, walk off, walk off." But you know, not I can't do that. This guy, this guy needs punching in the nose, and that's what I did. I punched him in the nose. Amen. And I said some words that I thought I'd never say again. I'd done that before, but I'd never done it with the Holy Ghost in me. I got to thinking I wouldn't say. I quit going to church, but I couldn't understand why I couldn't sleep at night. And all I thought about was the church, and all I had was guilt and shame and depression because I grieved the Holy Ghost. I didn't know them Bible verses, but I had grieved the Holy Ghost. He lived in me, and he was quite displeased with the way I acted, but he wouldn't beat me up no more than I'd whip them little old young'uns for saying and doing things that they don't understand. I was pumping gas one day, about three weeks of that misery. I'd hide from the church people. They, I'd see them in town. I'd hide from them. And then I'm thinking, well, I wonder what they think. I felt like a hypocrite. I was pumping gas. I don't know if I'm boring. I hope it's not too personal. I was pumping gas one day and turned around to hang the nozzle up. And this brother from the church was standing there. I'm glad I had my rabbit's foot with me. 
I was lucky that day, wasn't I? Hallelujah, amen. It wasn't doing him no good, are you? <laughs> that's God's, that's the, if I passed the top of the hill, I'd just about gone as far as I could go. And God had that man there for me. Because he knew I was messed up. He said he fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment. Amen. He stripped him of his everyday practical righteousness. And that's what was wrong with me. And that fellow said, Brother Epps, where have you been? We sure have missed you down at the church. I said, oh, man, I'm not a saved man. I've done some bad stuff. And he said, what would you do? And I went through the whole rigmarole and told him. And, and he said, you asked the guy to forgive you? I said, oh, yeah. I said, he told me he was sorry for messing with me. I guess he was. I punched him in the nose. <laughs> I thought it was funny, amen. <laughs> it wasn't funny then. He said, ask God to forgive me. I said, oh, yeah. He said, what else can you do? Yeah. Why you come on back to church? You don't have real peace about it. See, that's what he does. He said, he went to him, had compassion on him, poured in some oil and wine, wrapped up the wounds, passed him up. That's what God does when you fall prey to the world. He said, you don't have peace, Brother Epps, when the preacher gets done, gives the invitation, going up on the altar. You don't have to stand up and tell everybody what you've done. They've been talking about it ever since you've done it anyhow. Amen. That's the way folks are. I'm glad God came and got me. Hey, you know, I used to think when I go to the altar, I said, boy, I'd be glad when I get like the rest of these people in this church, I don't have to come up here no more. Because I really thought you got to a place in your Christian walk where you didn't have to go up there no more. But I've learned better in 40 years. It's not the folks that go a lot bother me. It's them that don't never go. That's what bothers me. Am I making any sense? Sometimes the next step, just over the top of the hill, God's got what you need. You just got to press on, press on. We're just about home now. I believe that, don't you? Amen. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not all tore up about the, I mean, the world's a mess. And, and uh, I hate to be a prophet of doom, but it ain't getting no better. Amen. It's got to get really bad. I don't know how bad it's going to get before we get out of here, but we're not going through no tribulation. Amen. Noah didn't get one drop of rain on him. Amen. Not one drop of judgment. I don't believe that. Amen. Not one drop. Amen. And then he fixed old Noah where he couldn't look around. He had to look up. <laughs> hey, man, hey, it depends on which way you're looking. It looks pretty bad. Looking around, but you're looking up. It's looking good. You may come. It may be tomorrow. Maybe tonight. Well, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if that's helped you. Just past the top of the hill, everything that David needed to get him through that tough place, waiting on him there. That's what, that's what God's got for us. That's what he, just keep going. Keep going. Some of you may be experiencing sickness. Sometimes you wonder if God cares. Oh, he cares. Some of you may even have death in your family. You wonder why, why this had to happen. I can't answer all that stuff. I just know whatever you need, though. The Holy Ghost, this book, this church. Amen. Church, it's, it's what God gives us to help us. You come. Preacher, I'm done. I'm done. Let's stand together tonight. Brother James, you can read a song for us. Same you come play. Boy, I'll tell you what, that was timely. I don't know about timely for you, but it was timely for me. Something I've been battling with and dealing with. And just another step could probably get by it. Maybe tonight, you're here tonight. Maybe just the other side of the hills where you need to get to. You just can't stop a little short. God's got something for you. I appreciate that. Man, there was so many nuggets in that. I looked at Brother Crabtree and said, wow. That statement about looking up, because you, know, well, you couldn't see how dark, unless you looked up windows up top. Can't look around, got to look up. That was purposeful. Think about it, that's purposeful. God don't want us to look around us, just look up. Don't, don't look at how bad it is, just look to Him. Look to Him. I don't know what you need from the Lord tonight, but the same you play, Brother James, you just bought a little song tonight. And uh, I don't know, I, I can't add none of that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful.
Wonderful. I, I, I do want to say this tonight personally. I appreciate Brother David being honest about failing the Lord. I love to tell a lot of you that are new Christians at Calvary that you'll never fail God, but I can't tell you that. I wish I could tell you that I never failed God, but I can't tell you that. But I, I, I'm glad tonight that God doesn't throw the clay away. I'm glad He doesn't give up on us. I'm glad He loves us with a love that's not held back by what we do and what we don't do. If you're here tonight and you feel like you somehow failed the Lord somewhere, He's not ready to write you off. He's not ready to give up on you. That's the case. Well, none of us make it too far. But I'm glad He loves us with an unconditional love. Brother James, you sing for us if you would. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way, I was wretched and vile as could be. Savior in love gave me peace from above when he reached down his hand for me. Brother Russell, just keep singing about James. When my well, Savior Jerry, reached down for me. Got a family member going through something, just needs prayer. God knows what it's all about. To reach away down for me. I was lost and undone without God or His Son. When He reached down His head. James sings a little bit more. Let me just say this tonight. Brother Evans, how many times in the Bible has help been just a little ways away? Disciples fished all night. Well, they're out there fishing, they're catching nothing. Jesus said, cast an another sign. How many times in your life has, has help just been a little ways away? Well, how many people have given up in life and all they need to take was one more step? Just going a little farther. I'm going to tell you what, we got some help in here tonight. You ever had a time when a preacher preached, you almost felt like God ordered it for you? I've been going through something I haven't even talked to my wife about. Just, you know, them things you go through. I don't want to talk to nobody about it. I just really don't. But I'm going to tell you this. Well, I got some help tonight. God knew exactly what I needed tonight. He did. I appreciate Brother S being on. One of the things I've loved about him ever since I've known him. You know, we need real people. People get up in a pulpit sometime and acts are super spiritual, like we're perfect, never struggle. Listen, I got news for you. I put my britches on the same as every other man in this church does. One leg at a time, right? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we all got stuff we deal with. As great of Christians as Brother Justin and Brother Crabtree here are two, two people that I highly respect through the years of being their pastor. I guarantee you they got stuff they deal with. I guarantee you, Brother Crabtree, he may not let you know it, but there are times and days just felt like when Brother Epps was preaching that, I did. felt like somebody night just, you know, I'm not going to try to get you to come to the altar, but don't give up when you mess up. 
Now, I'm not condoning messing up. But don't give up when you mess up. You got to remember, as that song says, he had to reach way down for you. But I would say when you've been saved 26 years, 25 years, whatever, sometimes I feel disappointed in myself because I've been saved a long time. You add up 17 to 50, that's a while. 33 years of my life I've been saved. And I'll say something to you. I ought to not mess up as much being saved 33 years as somebody that brother ever been saved just a month or so. We won't give this next verse for anybody to have to come. You can. But I want you to listen to the words of it because I really like this next verse. Then we'll go home. Sing it, Brother James. Think about where you're at tonight. I was near to despair when he came to me there. Just stop right there, Brother James. I want him to sing that again. I want you right now, let the Holy Ghost take you back. It says, I was near to despair when he came to me there. Have mercy. I felt a little heaven on that. Sing that verse, Brother James. I was near to despair when he came to me there, and he showed me that I could be free. Lord, have mercy. Then he lifted gladness complete Glory. when he reached down his hand for me you know that when my Savior reached down for me he had to reach way down he had to reach way down I was lost and undone without God or His Son. When He reached down His hand for me. Thank you, Brother James. Aren't you glad Brother David Epps stopped by tonight? Preacher, we love you at Calvary Baptist Church, and I mean that. Uh, I, you're just a breath of fresh air. I, I mean that you are. And um, you need to pray for folks like he and Brother Russell and others that, that go out and do what they do because sometimes they come in pretty beat up and sometimes they just need some encouragement themselves. And, but he sure helped us tonight. Amen. And I thank you for being with us. Glad you came today. Visitors, thank you for coming tonight.